0: Hello and welcome to another episode of This Expat Life. And I am back in the digital studio with a guest, who is Bettina Pluck. And Bettina and I, we met, I think it was on LinkedIn, where one of us uh, connected with the other one and we hit it off straight away. Um, And this is also what I really like about social media, because I've met so many friends uh, through this platform already. And Matina is an entrepreneur, business and life coach, mother, and also a marketing specialist with over 25 years of experience. And Matina's mission is to help individuals organize their lives and bring balance and enthusiasm to their daily activities. And she helps clients invest in their relationships, become more efficient, and find pleasure in everything that they do. She's also devoted 20% of her time over the past 10 years to helping nonprofits development educating them on becoming more efficient through technology and marketing strategies. And Bettina also has a podcast, well two actually, and one is called Wisdom for Nonprofits, which features proven leaders in the nonprofit sector, sharing their experiences, knowledge, insights, and best practices. And the other one is Wisdom Woman, and this one aims to empower women to create their own success stories through self-knowledge, soft skills development, and professional knowledge. And I've actually been a guest on her podcast as well. And Bettina is originally from Brazil, but she also lives in the US and she's now based in Australia. Welcome, Bettina. Thank you, Amanda. And it's
1: true. We make so many friends throughout LinkedIn and I think it's a wonderful platform to really know people that are engaged in the same area that you work
0: with. Yes, yeah, I totally agree. So where are you calling in from now? So right now I'm in Melbourne, Australia. We moved here seven months
1: ago and I really like your work. That's why I decided to contact you on LinkedIn. I admire what you do for us, And um, I think our work complement each other because you're more focused on executives
0: and I help the family as a whole. So I think we're going to have an amazing conversation here today. I think so too, because I have to admit, like, I've always moved as a single expat, although once I was in a relationship, but it was a long distance relationship. And this whole concept of moving with a partner or moving with kids is really foreign to me. But I know a lot of my listeners, um, I think the majority doesn't have kids to be honest but uh, I know uh, there is a big group among them that does have kids and moves around with them and even though it's not so much part of my coaching what I do with them uh, I know that this issue is on their mind sometimes so I'm really happy to have you on a podcast uh, and to have you share your own experience and your tips uh, so that you can help others. Can you share a little bit more about your journey of, because you lived in the U.S. before and now Australia, can you share a little bit more about your journey of uh, moving abroad, the reason why you did it, and also maybe already share a little bit what that was like uh, moving with kids to these various countries?
1: Yes, let me start a little bit uh, sharing my family story. So my whole family um, was from Europe, Uh, Germany and um, Switzerland, and during the Second World War, it was really hard for them to find jobs there, so they decided to move to Brazil. There was a big opportunity in work and growing over there, so they migrated to Brazil. My grandmother uh, helped a lot um, with a school over there that received German people They funded the school one time that they were having difficulties and they really uh, thrive in Brazil. It was an amazing experience. So when growing up, I always had the feeling that we were foreigners because Mm -hmm. at home we had a lot of people speaking German with us. My grandparents had accents. So it was normal to be a a different person in Brazil and having an international background. So since I was young, I always had the wish to get to know my origins and my roots and go back to Europe. So the first time I went abroad, I was 15 years old. I went to Germany to learn a little bit more in-depth German. Mm -hmm. And it was an amazing experience. And once you start traveling, you don't want to stop anymore. (laughs) (laughs) After I graduated high school, I decided to learn French. So I went to Switzerland for a few months to learn French and I had plans to study abroad. But then I decided to come back and study hospitality in Brazil. So I always had this dream to have international experience. And when I got married, the first thing I told my husband, I want to have an international experience. Would you join me? And he said, why not?
0: Yeah. And he's Brazilian, right? (laughs) He's Brazilian. Um his family
1: was very involved with the Rotary program. His brother was involved in the student exchange, but he never had a chance to live abroad. So mm. we had this dream of living abroad together. Yeah, and you did that. So where did you go together? <laughs> so the first uh, project was to go to Canada, but then Canada is a little bit cold. It's not that difficult to get the visa, but it's cold. Then we thought about australia and my sister was here and we tried very hard to come here but it was hard to get the visa mm-hmm. we used the skills um, visa and took us four years and they declined oh wow and we said oh oh my gosh we invested so much time and money and the visa was declined and I said okay what's next my husband decided to start working in international companies and ask for a promotion to to move abroad. Mm-hmm. And he received an invitation to go to the United States. And we said, "Why not? Okay, you're ready. Mm-hmm. Let's go." <laughs> <laughs> and I've never been to Colorado before, and we accepted right away because it was our dream to have this international experience as a family. Because by and then you have kids I, already.
0: Yes, I had
1: two kids. One was nine years old and the other one was seven years old. Mm. But I think what helped was that we always talked about this opportunity with them. So one day we're going to live abroad. It's going to be a lot of fun. They were attending to a school where they had opportunity to learn a little bit of English. It was a kind of a bilingual school. So we were always putting like a little seed in their head put a lot of effort learning English one day you're going to need it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we
1: finally I think it was the perfect age for them 9 and 7 years mm-hmm. old. And why do you think it was but perfect? It was really easy because the only challenge was the language. They 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 were not attached to their friends that much compared now that we move here to Australia. Yeah, But um, the language was the big barrier. My oldest daughter could speak a little bit of English. So it was easy for her to understand the dynamics of the school, but the youngest one, she was learning how to write and read in Portuguese and she didn't know yet how to write and read. And we suddenly moved and uh, it was a big effort for her. The first um, three months, she couldn't get a word of what was saying to her (laughs) at the school. So it was really, really hard. Yeah, We had to uh, hire a private tutor to help her out engage in the school and then insecurity came um, was very important for me to be there and drop her at school follow up uh, in her school tasks was was Mm -hmm. a challenging time like six months but once she learned the English it was like that for her to make friends Yeah. So the secret um, for them to learn English was to find activities they loved in English. For example, we were involved with a scouting program. So when we arrived, it was April and they only had one month of school and then three months of uh, vacation. So it was really hard to find activities that they could learn English. But happily, we found a scout troop And we started doing activities where they amplified the vocabulary. We started doing fun things.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I even found a camp for American dolls. (laughs) (laughs) I found so many activities that they could do and learn and expand the language. And this helped so much. Once the school restarted, they were ready to make friends.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's really good. And so how long did you stay in the U.S.? we stayed there for seven years
1: Mm. and the first six months it really demands from one of the one of someone in the couple needs to dedicate time to their kids i think it's nice if in the first six months one of the couple one inside of a couple is not working yeah. to give the support that's needed. Mm-hmm. Because there is a big learning curve on the education system. It was it was so hard even to buy school materials, school supplies, yeah. <laughs> to understand about the classes, to understand how the schools operate, and yeah. not only to make friends, but to understand how to navigate the the new country. So if one one could dedicate this at least six months to to help integrate the kids, that's wonderful.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can totally understand that. I mean, knowing how challenging it is to move just by yourself, I can only imagine moving with an entire family and kids that depend on you, that rely on you and that you are responsible for. So, yeah, I understand that you uh, give this tip of one of them, one of the parents, taking six months to really take care of the family as a whole
1: yes and a lot of learning curve a big learning curve not just the language but the culture understanding about personal boundaries and how Americans work was a challenge for Brazilians you know yeah. Latin America they, they don't do you have, have an
0: example personal
1: boundaries <laughs> do you have an example of this So even in the supermarket, people walk in the right way. And when they come close to you, they say, excuse me, excuse me. I didn't know why people were saying excuse me for me all the time, but I was walking all over wherever I wanted. (laughs) But what I noticed once I started working is that people really respect the personal boundaries. So at Mm -hmm. work, you have to ask if you can give a suggestion and In Latin American culture, you just go and talk with your peers and say whatever you think about what they can do better. In the United States, you have to ask permission to bring a suggestion in the work environment.
0: Yeah, I I suspect that the Latin way is more um, similar to the Dutch way because we're also very direct in (laughs) giving suggestions and our opinion. Um, Yeah, so I can relate to that being, you know, like a cultural difference that you experience. So after seven years, you moved again, and this time, I think, straight to Australia, am I right?
1: Yes, we moved to Australia seven months ago, and now the kids are 16 and 18 years old. It was a a different uh, scenario for sure.
0: Yeah, and what kind of different challenges did you... Uh, find when with this recent move. So like always,
1: we prepare them to have an open mind for international experiences. And how we did that was by bringing some curiosity for them to discover the world by themselves. So we started talking about um, opportunities for them to go abroad by themselves, so they participated in several uh, jamborees from the Scout program. They traveled to um, England and several places, and we started talking about an opportunity for them to do an, a student exchange program. So my oldest daughter was in Germany when we moved to Australia. She oh, wow. was learning German over there. Yeah, and we just call her, say, "Hey Tabata, do you remember your father was looking for a job in Europe?" Yeah, we couldn't find anything in Europe, but we found something in Australia. We're moving. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So I think um, incentivating your kids to have an open mind, to keep learning new cultures, to keep exploring the world really helps their mindset. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: while she was away, we received two student exchanges at our house. Oh, so, we cool. had someone from Denmark and a boy from Brazil at our house. We were always involved with youth that come come from other countries. And this helped my youngest daughter be more open-minded to learn something new because she was surrounded by people that were experiencing things similar uh, to her. So yeah, exactly. It was easy for her to open herself to another experience in Australia.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I like that your oldest daughter is, you know, she's in Germany, when you give her the news, oh, we're moving to Australia, and the apple the apple doesn't seem to fall far from the tree. <laughs> I think she also got this travel bug, or at least, maybe it's not even about travel, but really about exploring new cultures and, and starting somewhere new, um, and also being super independent, I think, at her age. Um, and I like that she's also moving back to her roots. You know, like, so it was her great-grandparents, I think, that moved. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's nice that she's, like, um, rounding up the circle in a way by going back to her the roots that are in your family, even though you have moved uh, to so many different countries already.
1: Yes, and I think open their minds to new experiences is so important. For example, they have good friends in South Korea, And Tabata went to a jamboree, my oldest daughter, in South Korea and was exploring there by herself recently. And my youngest one, before she left, she was really feeling sad that she was leaving her friends. So we told her, you can choose one of your best friends and choose something very special to do with your friend. And then they talked and they decided to meet each other in South Korea. So when we left, she had a plan. her plan was in To meet her friend in South Korea, so they 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 planned the whole trip watching TikTok movies, videos, (laughs) and she traveled by herself. She was 15 years old to South Korea and spent like three weeks there. was an amazing experience. A a very brand a brand new country. She didn't speak the language, but she had the connection there. Yeah, she had this bug of learning new cool open herself and I told her friends you never lose you just add yeah so she has her friend and now she knows a lot of people in South Korea and she came back so
0: having an open
1: mind um, you know to meet your friends all over the world is totally yeah. different
0: <laughs> yeah it's so true and you know as an adult it's easier to understand and you also are in the position to visit your friends whenever you want to but I can imagine as kids it's more difficult to to see that you you can keep your friends, so you can just continue adding on them. I really like this this way of looking, by the way. Um, what I hear from your story is that you're very conscious of what your kids need with every move, um, or also within the country, depending on their age, their specific, like personal needs. Did I'm curious, did your uh, parenting style change in any way because you moved to different countries? I think
1: so. I think one of the most important thing was to trust my kids. So the the Latin American culture is very, you're always suspicious that your kids are doing something wrong. And once we moved to the United States, being part of the scouting program helped my kids to grow important values. And one of them is being trustworthy. And I think uh, trusting on them and they trusting on us was super important. So I know when they're doing the right thing and they have an open, they can have an open conversation when they do something wrong with us. I think learning how to have open conversation and also incentivating them to be uh, financially independent is super important. We're talking a lot of, about a lot of trips and things we provide to them, but this is all with their help. So they started working very early, Tabata during COVID. My oldest one was sewing face masks and working as a babysitter. And when she traveled to Germany, I have to confess, she had more money in her bank savings than I did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Go,
1: she, oh my gosh and then anita was working um cooking things and doing dog seating and she was able to save enough money to spend um herself in south korea so we helped with the airplane ticket using my husband's uh, miles because he work he travels a lot for work but she paid for her expenses. And I think bringing the consciousness that they are responsible for their future, they they need to help out at home, that we live in a community and they're responsible of maintaining the house as we do, not just us, provide, provide, provide. So I think that's the kind of parenting, I think, helps kids be more mature and ready for the future.
0: Yeah, and your kids sound like they're really mature for their age and really independent. And the sense that I get is also that they have a very strong, um, that they're grounded in a way. They have a sort of like um, inner trust within them. It's hard to explain what I mean, really. Uh, but I feel they're very steady within, like uh, they're not easily perhaps influenced by something or or someone I do not know your kids at all, but this is the feeling that I, I get from your story. And um, I think it's super valuable because for so many kids these days, it's so hard growing up in this age of social media. Um, and especially if you don't have this strong uh, home, as in, in in a country, you know, if you've always lived in different countries. So in their case, they've lived in three countries now. Yeah, I can I can imagine it feels a bit more like wobbly, your life. Uh, and then you can might easily be more influenced by certain trends or people or, uh, and I feel with your kids, they really got that groundedness in them. Yes. And
1: another big challenging, you you lived in Brazil, you know
0: how we, spoil, we
1: are spoiled over there, having people to help you with everything yeah. in your house. You have someone that drives you, someone that cleans your house, someone yeah. that walks your dog and do your yard. And then suddenly you move to a country where you need to do everything by yourself. Yeah. It's really challenging. So I think bringing them the consciousness that they need to participate in the family as a whole, helping us make decisions, uh, doing their chores. This is made a huge difference. So when I yeah. started back working, it was really hard for me to plan all the meals, to cook every night and, you know, have because the dinner was super important in the United States. In Brazil, the main meal is, is lunch. Yeah. And you always have lunch with your friends at work. But in the United States, dinner was very important. And for us, it was a time where we could chat about the difficulties they had in the school. My husband could talk about his work. I could talk about my work. Mm-hmm. So when I started working back, it was really hard for me to be able to do everything by myself. And then I just, one of the nights I told them, Hey, guys, I cannot handle doing everything by myself. The, the food thing is really hard. Do you have any suggestion on how can we make it better? Mm-hmm. And they came up with the idea of making like um, pears to prepare the dinner. So we did like a roster where uh, two people were responsible for the dinner each day and night was really nice because I had a chance to be with one of my daughters um, every night and one night with my husband. And one night I was off that I could just relax and enjoy a nice meal. And um, they said, and we will do turns to go with you in the supermarket as well. So they started giving ideas and participating more. So just bringing the problems that you have and sharing with your family and come up with an idea that everybody agrees, it's much better than just imposing, oh, now we're going to do this way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's very similar. They came to up with way. a better idea than I had. I just wanted some help and <laughs> they
1: came up with a better idea than yeah. I could have.
0: I think it's very similar to how Dutch families uh, behave with their kids. I think, well, from what I see, it's also very like we don't have a lot of help in the house. Kids need to be responsible. And there's a lot of like, um, yeah, sometimes even negotiating, I think. (laughs) But really talking openly about what needs to be done rather than imposing. I think this is also really culturally dependent. Uh, Like you said, in Latin America, maybe you don't trust your kids so much. And in other countries, it's more given. But I like that you're looking at okay, you know what is it that we as a family need, um, and how can we achieve that all together? So that's really nice. One thing it that was I'm a also... nice
1: experience. Sorry, Teru. Yeah. having a student exchange for other countries where they shared how they did in their countries, and we could share our learnings as well with them it was really nice. Yeah. This
0: interaction. Yeah, I can imagine. So another thing that I'm really curious about, like, um, as I just said before, like, I can imagine it's really, really difficult to have this strong, uh, I don't know, feeling of belonging inside of you when you lived or grew up in different countries. So how as a family, or how did you as a mother give that or try to give that to your kids, uh, that sense of belonging somewhere? were there some traditions maybe that you created as a family, uh, do you go back to Brazil very often? What do you consider home? I'm really curious about that. So the first thing we did was to find our
1: tribes there. So we met everything they loved doing in Brazil. So they love doing horseback riding. They love doing scouting, hiking. So we try to find the similar activities in the United States. So they said, okay, here's where I can go horseback riding. Oh, here's where I can go camping. Okay, here's where I can go. And we also open ourselves to learn something new. In Colorado, Colorado is very known by the the ski resorts they offer. We said, okay, why don't we try to become experts in skiing during winter instead of staying in the basement and just playing games? Yeah. So not only try to find your tribes with the things that you love, as a family, but also open yourself to learn what they do in their country because there is a reason they do those things. Yeah. Over there was because of the winter, you know, a lot of snow. If you don't enjoy the snow, you won't be able to enjoy life. So open yourself to learn what's um, being done in the country and also try to find your tribe was uh, what helped us a lot.
0: Yeah. And so do you... Still see Brazil as the home country of your family, not so much of, of you, but more as the family as a whole. Do you go back there? Do you keep your roots there? Yes, we went back
1: several times because of our visa. We tried to bring my mom, my stepmom, and some family members to spend some time with us. But I think how we kept the culture was by still speaking Portuguese and feeling proud of being Brazilian. Hmm and this was a challenge as well because after a year in the united states my kids started speaking only english they preferred to speak english at home and we had to have a very um serious conversation with them how important it was to keep the the language and my youngest one she had difficulties in speaking portuguese she kind of forgot how to speak because she trained her tongue and her mouth to speak English and she forgot so she was speaking Portuguese with a very strong accent so what we did two strategies we sent them for a a long vacation in Brazil without us I took them there they spent a whole month but I left them with their grandmothers there Mm. so they could have an experience of living there the whole vacation yeah and once they came back they could speak better in better portuguese yeah mainly the youngest younger one but still she wasn't able to write in portuguese because of the age that she moved yeah so we found a a tutor that was brazilian and was a portuguese teacher and she did very interesting classes. She asked my daughter what she liked. For example, she loved cooking and the other one loved photography. So with the, the topic that they were interested in, she created classes for them to learn Portuguese. And what was motivating them was that they uh, saw their friends back in Brazil and wanted to keep corresponding with them on social media. So speaking and writing Portuguese was important. And um, that's how we kept our roots. Yes, Brazil is our country. We have Brazil in our hearts. And we try to be as much connected as we can. Mm -hmm. But we are citizens of the world now we consider yeah.
0: ourselves <laughs> exactly and also living in australia which i think is not the easiest location to keep in contact with brazil you know it's so far away it's a big island uh, there's time difference i imagine that the us was a little bit easier um and, and europe perhaps also but yeah i like i like how your your family is so global like these world citizens but with brazil in their hearts so that's a brazilian soul yeah yeah so um do you have a final tip for other families who are about to make the first move abroad with their kids no matter the age but it's going to be let's say their first move what would you really tell them first is to get to know
1: them very well and how i do this with my coaching clients is I do a personality assessment uh, in the parents and also in the kids because it's so important to the parents to understand how the kids like to communicate. So, for example, my oldest daughter, I know her type of personality and she's a very uh, perfectionist. So she's always late because she wants to get things done perfectly. And my youngest one, she really needs to communicate and to talk to express her feelings and and for her having friends is super important so understanding what's important to your kid and the way they like to communicate helps so much understand how they're struggling and if you teach them how to perceive other people and their personality types and how to communicate this open doors because they will see that's nothing wrong with them. It's just their type of personality and how to yeah. use this as a strength, not as a weaknesses. Yeah. So, and this is important as well with between the couple, you know, the parents mm-hmm. need to know how to communicate with each other because a lot of challenges will come. Yeah. You're gonna miss your family. Um, someone can get sick uh, financial uh, fi- talk about money it's something yeah. difficult between the couples so if you don't know your strengths and your weaknesses and how you complement each other it's really hard to have a, a good communication so that's, yeah. th- that's the most important part of it get to yeah. know yourself your kids and your spouse and learn how to adapt your communication style to be better understood
0: yeah i like it yeah really good advice um one thing that i always ask all my guests on the show at the end of each episode is the following question and that is what a uh, hack do you have to make uh, living abroad easier and that could be like a mindset trick a product a habit but what is your number one hack to make living abroad easier it can also be i tri- think resilience. Sorry? resilience 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 and
1: this is so important because you're gonna hit the road so many times <laughs> you're gonna hit the road. and you have to have the courage to stand up and try it again yeah you know you try one path don't doesn't work you have to insist and and keep pursuing your happiness it yeah. doesn't matter how hard it is try once two times three times so Being resilient is a characteristic that's very important for any expatriate.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, nice. Never give up. Yeah. (laughs) Never give up to be happy. (laughs) Bettina, if people want to follow you uh, elsewhere beyond the the podcast, where can they find you?
1: I'm in all social media platforms and uh, you can find me uh, looking witchy Coaching, W-I-T-Y Coaching. Okay. And on LinkedIn. It's Bettina Pflug, and you can contact me. I normally offer a free strategic coaching session for um, to get to know my clients and understand if we are a good match or not. Sometimes we are a perfect match, sometimes not. So it's very important to have this opportunity to get to know each other. So just yeah. get in touch, and I would love to know what are your challenges and how can I help you.
0: Great. I will put it in the show notes so people can find it. So Bettina, thank you so much for being on the show. As always, I love talking to you. And I also really enjoyed hearing um, yeah, the part of your family life uh, around your moves abroad because we hadn't spoken about it one-to-one before. So it was also really interesting for me. And also I hope and I'm actually sure that people with families have got some really useful tips and insights from you. So thank you very much. You're welcome. It was a pleasure.
1: And I hope we can help as many families as we can here. Because sharing best practices and sharing what we did is something that's in our hearts, isn't it, Amanda?
0: Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Magina. (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye.